Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable show. This is episode 471. And we already had a bit of a discussion already, listeners and viewers. I'm sure it's going to be a lively roundtable. I've got a powerful panel of WordPress junkie experts. I've got also, we've got a special guest. We've got Brian Jackson. Brian, um, would you like to introduce yourself quickly to the listeners and viewers? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so I'm Brian Jackson. Um, most people listening probably know me. I was the CMO at Kinsta, and I recently stepped down uh, kind of just to focus and recharge. Um, after working myself a little bit too hard uh, for a couple of years there, and now I'm just kind of, I have a few projects I'm working on um, with my brother, actually. Uh, we have a little agency, Forge Media, and we have a couple premium plugins we're working on, um, and then I'm actually taking some time to get back to some writing, which I really enjoy. So I'm just writing on my marketing blog and a couple other things going on in the works. So, Yeah, and I hope you'll be able to join us on a semi-regular basis, maybe, you know, not every week, but when you feel like it, you're always welcome, Brian. Okay. Uh, um, Spencer, Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners of yours? I'm the crabby old man in this group, and I'm going to make trouble for you this week. No, I'm Spencer Foreman from launchflows.com, and we basically make it easy to make powerful sales funnels with WooCommerce that I will complain you about do. incessantly today. You do. Yes. And we've got Adrian, my co-host on the Thursday show. Adrian, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Adrian. I run Groundhog.io and we build marketing automation and sales plugins for businesses that use WordPress. And finally, but not least, we've got Vito. Vito, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to this as viewers? Sure. So my name is Vito. I'm the founder of WP Feedback, which is a communication platform for WordPress professionals. And uh, with our recent uh, update, uh, it's also uh, a brand new network for the WordPress space. Uh, completely free for everyone to join. You're welcome to come in. Oh, great. And before we go into the main stories, I want to talk about um, our main sponsor, which is WP Feedback. Um if you've ever been doing projects, and most of the listeners in some way you've been dealing with client projects, you know it can quickly turn into a nightmare of lost Word documents, um, lost documents in Dropbox, lost this, lost that, and a total collapse in communication between you and your clients. But I have the solution beloved listeners and viewers, and that's WP Feedback. And it just rocks. It makes the experience of communicating with your client in a large project so much easier. Now, if that sounds interesting, go over to WP Feedback and look at the different product levels they've got. And you, by using the coupon code WPTonicRocks, um, you can get 25% off any of the plans, and I suggest that you do do that and go over. We also got a quick secondary sponsor, and that's Launch Flows. Well, if you're looking to build modern shopping cart experience, you need Launch Flow. It works with WooCommerce and Alamator or Divi or any of the major page builders and it just makes the experience of building a modern shopping cart experience so much easier and also if you're looking to build modern funnels as well you can utilize the power of launch flows with woocommerce to do that as well so it's an amazing product i should say you should go over and also look at that as well well, before we go into the main stories, I just want to dedicate this podcast to the memory of a great um, American who died today 55 years. Um, unfortunately, he was assassinated in front of his wife and his daughters in a cowardly act. Um, so I want to dedicate this podcast to the memory of Malcolm X, uh, a great American. So. Uh, um, 
on we go to the um, first story. Conference talk, WordPress row in a changing web. This was posted by Heather Burns. That's um, has a well, did have a very high reputation in the WordPress community. Unfortunately, she's given up her active role um, involvement with WordPress. What did you think of this, Spencer? First of all, I love the ability of British people in particular <laughs> to complain because I, I, you know, my protege, Luke, uh, who I've been working with for four or five years now, um, knows how to do this. But there's also great memes about how British people can make their point in a way. And one of the things I love here, it's sad that she has to do this, is how she throws in those key terms like, you know, give a toss and so forth. But she's just saying essentially what all of us know and feel, which was <laughs> that we are at a, a transitional point. We've been talking about it for a while of this open source bullshit of us being a granola hippie farm drinking the Kool-Aid, like I keep saying, is not going to carry on. There is going to have to be a decision. Is it a corporation? Is Matt Mullenweg going to put on his big boy pants and own and control this? Or are we going to have some kind of like continuing uh, like kids in the school ground gossiping about stuff incessantly and nothing gets done? Because in the, in the middle, things are just carrying on. Things are going on. But all the key people, many of whom we're friends with here, are just like, I tried go fuck yourselves because like, I'm not going to waste my energy. You're not going to pay me. You're not going to make me an executive. You're going to make your bad actors into like uh, figureheads and with their misogynistic shenanigans. And all the while I can be spending my time at a real job or at a real career doing what I want, or just working in WordPress to make my own income without contributing anything to any of you jokers. And I think what's interesting here is that how many times does somebody have to quit or complain before somebody takes action. I mean, right? Is this unclear to anybody at Automatic or are they just literally thumbing their nose like this? But what action would you suggest? Basically just taking over the, the thing and making it a corporate? Call it what it is. It is. We have a lot of VC money. We have the huge potential to make money. Any of you here with talent can become either paid contractors, paid employees, take real titles, take real ownership, stop with this bullshit where I have to complain every week about Otto. Why? Because Otto is like a little henchman for doing these little uh, schoolyard games. Whereas in a real corporate environment with real shareholders and stakeholders, everything gets voted on or everything is transparent. And instead what happens is everybody sees problems. We talked about the accessibility. We talked about the, uh, you know, what's going on with Gutenberg. We're talking about what's Jetpack's next little, you know, Trojan horse thing. And instead of it being discussed openly, it's automatic has their little thing where we're, they're going to do what they're going to do. We don't know what it is. And then all the rest of us here are being told, hey, it's open source. It's free. Contribute, whatever. But yet when you try to, you get shot down by auto or you get criticized by a bunch of yucca pucks. And everybody who makes money here, including myself, says, fuck it. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And so we all, instead of becoming a community, which was this original idea, become essentially fend for yourself. And I, I had a very similar experience just this week with what happened. You know, last week I was announcing that we're going to try and do the WordCamp uh, Asia kind of thing. And we did. We tried very hard. Uh, but uh, we decided to kind of like opt out of this mostly because of what you're describing, Spencer, because of the um, reluctance for co- cooperation by the organizers that, um, that, that simply even being a sponsor, even being, you know, like, uh, like a, a, a having benchmarks that, that show that we can do it more than anyone else in the space so far. Uh, but uh, but still, no kind of uh, no di- no discussion was even made, except for that email that says that there will be no online conference. So disregard all, all of these opportunities or any all of these things that people are talking about. Then today, Ma- Matt launched his own live conference. Uh, Surprise! Surprise! By the way, I want literally to today. In, I want to bring in what we were talking about before, which was WooCommerce, because. Yeah, I'll put the story. It's number three. So leave that. As a preview, I don't think it can go without saying, I won't go into it, but I, I don't think it can go without saying 
that this double standard bullshit has got to end in some way by people saying, hey, emperor, you're not wearing clothes. Automatic owns WooCommerce. They can do and charge whatever they want. But this bullshit pretending like they didn't know that they just canceled all the multi-site licenses and then they send some poor victim in to answer all the comments like, oh, it wasn't really a plan. It was just bad planning. Like, come on. If you are that incompetent with a multi-million dollar corporation that you can't figure out that pulling the multi-site licenses in an open source environment is not going to cause a ruckus, that is just a lie. A lie. Yeah, what do you reckon, Brian? I, I love her comment. Um, she replied on uh, in the post section. Someone said, "Well, didn't can't you work with automatic?" She said, "Yeah, I did. I tried that, and I'll never work with four <laughs> So, what do you reckon, Brian? I mean, touching back on what Spencer said about like the drama, I think. That's actually one of the reasons why my brother and I went the premium route and just stayed off the repository. Right. So it's like we're kind of part of the problem, but we don't want to be involved with the drama. So it's like a whole mess because obviously not being on the repository, we're not really helping contribute either to WordPress. We're just making money off of this open source software, essentially. Um, But then again when you go into the repository and get into that crowd, like we just didn't want to have to mess with that. Like we want to build our plugins, you know, do our support tickets with our own customers over our own support. You do want to have a a nice little chat with Otto? I, yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about because I was on Reddit just yesterday and I saw a whole thread bashing Otto and, you know, that's the drama. I, I don't know who's right, who's wrong. I tend to just, drop that stuff and go away because I don't like drama and I think it's just a waste of time. But essentially, WordPress has created all this drama for themselves and Automatic is as a place where it is actually really confusing, I think, for them as well because they're trying to battle Wix and all these other things that are corporations. Like they have strict guidelines, like Spencer was saying. They have rules in place for all of these things. Um, and different departments to handle all of these, all these, I guess, drama issues. Um, and then you have automatic, which a lot of times uh, you don't know what's really going on. And so, yeah, it's, it's just a complete mess. So I thought the article from Heather actually was kind of refreshing. I actually really liked the writing. I actually had to reread it a couple times because yeah, it's, it was, she writes a little differently than, yeah. Just the typical WordPress <laughs> writer, which I actually thought was refreshing. So, um, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed the article. And I, yeah, just it puts a good point on how there's actually, there are a lot of problems with the community at the point. And Automatic's going to have to do something at some point. Like, if this goes to 50%, like, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> I mean, it'll be good for us. <laughs> Uh, who are doing, I think everyone in here is doing premium stuff at some level, probably. And yeah. so it's, I mean, it's good for us, but as a community as a whole, it's going to be, it's going to make the nightmare even bigger. So, yep. What do you reckon, Adrian? So first of all, clarify, I'm a believer in open source. We, we're on the repository. So we have, we have premium uh, availability. We're on the repository. I haven't had, I haven't experienced any drama from being yeah. on the repository. So I'll say that. I I have to agree with Spencer. I think I think Matt essentially needs to put on his his big boy pants and essentially lead the organization as a software as a service organization and 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 kind of like drop the facade of uh kind of like the the hippie granola eating stuff. Exactly what Spencer says. Because I was I was looking at a job posting for a local organization here in Toronto. It's called TVO. And it is a government-funded, a bureaucratic a content producer for television, radio, broadcasting, et cetera, et cetera. And they produce great content and WordPress produces, produces great software. However, you, I looked at the reviews for a lot of, uh, for some of the employees that worked there previously, and a lot of them uh, suffer the exact same issues that we're talking about. Poor management, lack of communication, uh, bullying, and et cetera, et cetera. And it just seems to be a problem of like uh, bureaucratic organizations in general. And 
it, and a lot the, the part of the problem is that we're expecting that WordPress, the open source project, be bureaucratic in a sense. It's like elected officials and people moving up and guidelines and all these things. But all of those come with their own set of issues as exemplified by this well-established content producer, like government-based content producer. That's its own thing. But I think continuing to try and like force bureaucracy into the WordPress open source project is kind of like a double-edged sword. Yes, it'll provide guidelines and policies and all of these things, but it's going to come with a bunch of other problems as well that just goes along with bureaucratic organizations moving slow, uh, you know, unclear who's the boss, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it needs to move the other direction, be like, all right, listen, we were, this, this is going to be a corporate open source project. It is run by this corporation and we are freely publishing this. You can contribute if you want, but none of this, like, we don't really know who's in charge. There needs to be, like, a clear leader from a corporate perspective, not an open source perspective, simply because I think that's the best path in order to continue quick iterations that are competitive against the really, like, big players in the software as a service market in terms of website building. Um, can I comment? Can I, yeah, sure. Go, go. So, um, so I agree that there should be some kind of a structure in place. I don't think that the, that uh, that it needs to change like the legal kind of uh, a framework of what is what this is. Organization is an organization. It doesn't matter if you're one person or you're you're a country. You still have the same departments within the same uh, uh, within within this organization. Uh, so by um, transforming it into a corporation. I don't think it's going to happen either way, but, but uh, uh, let's say it does happen. It's not going to solve all these problems. All these problems can be solved right now just by, by you know, we were talking about like uh, uh, having some kind of a framework for the organization. All of these things about bad reviews and the bad experiences by employees and all of these kind of stuff, these are cultural issues that organizations at this scale have to have in place and have to kind of like fix uh, um, so that they, uh, so that the organization can thrive, um, but it the seems legal to structure, me like I don't know if it matters. I'm not. I'm not necessarily change the legal structure, but it seems to me that the kind of issues that TVO is suffering from in terms of company culture are a result of the structure that's been because you know, a lot of it's unclear and forcing multiple levels of bureaucracy into a project will just make it even more unclear. I'm saying I, I feel like what people want to do, like committees and etc., voting on features and yada, 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 would just go to make it even more unclear. It would, In theory, it seems like it would be more clear, but in reality, I don't think it would end up being that way. So exactly what Spencer said, Automatic and, and their executive team is essentially in charge, but they don't tell people that they're in charge. Yeah, that's the only the thing. thing that needs to change is the messaging that they start telling people, we're in charge, and you can submit all of the ideas and the lovely things that you want. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with us and we're okay with that. And if you want to use WordPress, you're going to have to be okay with that. Because people get mad because they're telling them that you have, you know, the buck stops with you and that you can make these important decisions. And then when they Perfect. try to make those important decisions, they find out yeah. that they can't. So that that is the messaging that needs to change. No, you don't need to change the legal organization. WordPress.org can say the same thing as stuff. The WordCamps do all the thing. We just need to know. They just need to start telling the buck stops with us and you have to be okay with that. That's aggressive. Yeah, there we go. On to story two. Um, the bright side of imposter syndrome. What did you think of this one, Brian? Um, I'm pulling that one up. Oh, yeah, that's the one about, yeah. Do you kind want of me... doubting yourself um, throughout your career and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's... I mean, I, I guess I could say I'm in a little place like that more now since I just quit my high-paying job. <laughs> um, so... Um, having one's self-doubt to, for one's, you know, to succeed. Um, the thing is I've done this for quite a few years, so I have quite a few things going. So, you know, I'm not that nervous, but, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think if you don't have some, a little bit of imposter syndrome, I almost feel like, I think the author might be touched on this. There might be something wrong with you at some level, um, or else you're just, 
really uber confident in yourself um, too. But I think it's good and healthy to have at some level, like what do I need to do to make sure I succeed at what I'm doing? Um, Because that's what that's is, I think what's going to keep you like on your game and constantly trying to innovate. Even if you're just a one man team, like you still have to figure out ways to innovate, be creative, beat your competition. Um, So yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. I I thought it was an interesting article because I felt like it was one that was I have a little bit going on right now. Um, yeah, that's but, what I thought I would ask you. Yeah. Over to Adrian. Adrian, what did you think of this article? I didn't read it. <laughs> oh God, that gets terrible. <laughs> you you get your week. I'm reading article number three. I'm kind of oh, like, all right. Um, you know, okay. you know when you're doing your schoolwork, like yeah. while you're while you're in class. That's me right now. They're naughty, aren't they, listeners and viewers? Spencer, what did you think of this article? I mean, it's one of the. It's like a piece of candy kind of articles. It's it's true, but. It's not really a great conversation. Essentially, it's saying, believe in yourself and dreams will come true. Dreams will come true. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, this is the commentary on employee mindset versus entrepreneur mindset. I'm very biased because I've learned, I'm too old to remember, but like when I was 10 years old, I realized I couldn't probably work at a real job for anybody. Entrepreneurs are wired that way employees are wired a different way. There is not a good, a bad, right, or wrong. People trade security of being part of somebody else's directions versus an entrepreneur trading freedom for not being able to do things somebody else's way because you know better and you're willing to take the risks. And that's all it's saying. It's like in the entrepreneurial space of a freelance environment, believe in yourself because in the end, it'll all work out. But you got to, you know, sort of Mr. Miyagi the thing. And that's it. No, I was, I was thinking back about my own career as I was reading this document. And it's been an issue for me. Um, it's less um, over the past five to six years. I also, um, I've always worked for myself, but I've, I have worked for large co- corporations, but mostly as a subcontractor or part-time. And... I, also, I've had a lot of part-time people work for me um, when I had a, re- not enormous, but um, there was like 50 people working for me in the UK. And I always found the part-timers, especially if they were older, they were some of my best workers. And also, they weren't afraid to tell you the truth about a situation because they weren't totally reliant on the money you were giving them. It was like extra money for them. And they they won't mince their words if um, if there was a balls up. Uh, um, they just tell you, you know, you know. So it's also kind of linked to having a, a a kind of. I think it's very important to have a very mixed culturally and in, in age. Um, if you've got a company that's growing, that you should try and attempt to get a very different age groups and different cultural experiences. What do you reckon, Vito? Um, when it comes to uh, who you're hiring, and to continue what you're saying, I'm actually under a bit of a different approach because, the, um, you know, like I, I, I try to look at a company like a band uh, and um, if you kind of like live and work and do everything together, you, you should have a click, you know. Um, now as a CEO, what I'm looking for, and that's what, like, w- when I'm hiring, I'm just trying to find people that I can communicate with, that I can actually uh, work with on a, um, on a personal level, first of all. Uh, but then I want them to be smarter than me in what they're doing. That's basically the two things that I'm after. Uh, that, we, that we get along and that I can learn from them. Um, when it comes to imposter syndrome, that's actually a big part of it because once you start hiring people that are smarter than you uh, or more proficient in some, some topics uh, than you, then this, uh, this becomes um, a, something that you need to manage uh, um, as an entrepreneur you know, and as the CEO of a company. So like, this, is a, this is an interesting take from this point. I'd say that, at least for me, I don't know about you guys, but for me, this is like an hourly uh, thing that just 
flows through my mind and I just kick it out and I say, no, I know what I'm doing and I've been doing it long enough to, to stick to it. Uh, and then it comes back from a different angle and I got to kick it out again. Uh, so, um, so that's the kind of a, a way that I, to, it's, it's, it's good. I, I don't see this as a bad thing unless you surrender to it. You know, if you surrender to it, then it cripples you. But if you, if you take this and try to learn from what, why is this doubt in my mind? How can I fix it before it even becomes a reality? Uh, then you can grow from it. That's great. We're going to go for a break. I, for, oh, oh, so good. Do you I, want to I, I read it, so I just I thought I'd put in a thought at the end here. <laughs> um, on, so uh, <clears throat> some something that I've run into, at least for a lot of our customers, is that a lot of people wait to become an expert before they start helping other people or before they start selling the product. And they, they kind of wait to self-appoint themselves an expert, quote unquote, in, in their respective field or their niche or whatever it is that they want to help other people with. And I often find that like th- those, those who title themselves or put like expert in whatever is a little bit misleading because because I feel like a true expert in a particular field would never call themselves an expert because they'd always understand that there's always more to learn and more to uh, and more to achieve and, and more knowledge to attain that they can then use to help other people. And that you, it's like the expert title is almost unachievable in that sense. So I often find that the people who are like humble enough that they, they, they know that they're not totally proficient in absolutely every aspect of their niche often have a lot of times the most knowledge that, that, that they're able to pass on to other people. So you know if you- I'm similar, but I just, if I get stuck, I just ask you or Uncle <laughs> I'll ask Uncle Spencer for some help. So and I, then you uh, have the answer and now you can yeah, pass the answer on to other people. That's the whole point. So uh, if you're currently waiting, if, for anybody who's listening, who's currently waiting for like expert status in order to start helping other people, there is literally no reason for you to keep waiting and whatever knowledge that you have now will be helpful to somebody else, uh, whether you are an expert or not. That's a really good point. Like I remember when I, uh, I started teaching guitar when I was still in high school. Uh, so I was teaching, you know, I was 17, but I was teaching 10 years old. So for them, I was an expert, even though, uh, you know, compared to what I know now, it's horrible. Um, but, uh, but that's the game. All you need is someone that is like two steps below where you are in order to serve them. There is always more to learn in every single profession. And it's probably nearly impossible to know uh, as much as you prom- that you probably think that you need to know in order to kind of qualify yourself to teach other people. As long as there is a group of people with less understanding of a particular subject than you, you have a moral and dutiful obligation in order to pass that knowledge on to those people, regardless of whether you know everything or not. All right, there we go. We're going to go for our break, folks. We'll be back with some other great stories back in a few moments. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need WP Tonic as your trusted white-label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. WP Tonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WP Tonic's white label services can help your agency today. Go to wp-tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's wp-tonic, just like the podcast. We're coming back strong. I've had some good, well, I thought they were bad stories, but I'll let you listeners and viewers decide that. On to the next story, which was suddenly changed because Uncle Spencer said my other story was crap. But on to this one. No more multi-site licenses. This is thing that hit the WooCommerce community like a bolt of lightning. What, what do you reckon about this one, Spencer? Extra credit for the graphic at the top. I love the school, <laughs> uh, the font with the serif and the uh, little camp council there. But... Uh, off on a side, this is part of the ongoing symptom or symptoms of the overall overall disease that is happening with disrespecting people's common sense. Uh, back in the day, some of you kids might not remember, but ADP Air, who is a very very smart young uh, entrepreneur who was the, one of the founders of Woo when they made themes, uh, 
was involved in the original decision to get rid of their Woo Themes lifetime deal. And the shit hit the fan. Then they went and did the shenanigans, which worked out great, where they became part of something bigger, bought out sort of the team of Jigo Shop and created another controversy, which created Woo Comp. You've been very diplomatic there, aren't you, in a way, aren't you? Well, but the point is, here we are later. Now, the whole team of Woo got bought by Automatic. And I don't know, I think they're still sort of together and two of the original founders are still running things. But here we are. (laughs) Same playbook. But now, it's not just a very nice young entrepreneur bumbling through mistakes. And it's not like, fool me once, shame on you. This is, go fuck yourselves. You guys are idiots. Because... The WooCommerce pricing is insane to begin with. Here's why. And I tell people this. I and the other people here all have something to do with being authors of plugins. We accept there's three values involved in software in open source. One is the software. Two is the direct support. Three is the convenience of automatic updates. Is it correct that you own none of your own software? Apps of frickin' lootly. The second you make software with a GPL license, it's no longer yours. Forget about it. Number two, are you selling support? 80% yes. What is the update? The convenience of the updates is the 20% that goes hand in hand with the support. What I tell people is, be honest with yourself. When you get to WooCommerce, which it's awesome that it's modular, and you got to add on the things. I know for every one of our clients, there's definitely WooCommerce subscriptions, Stripe Gateway, PayPal Gateway, a couple other, like four or five things. Go ask yourselves, what is the likelihood in this universe that you're ever going to get any personal support of the type you would get from Adrian, myself, Vito, Brian, Jack Arturo, are you ever going to get help? I loved it that you forgot me that. (laughs) Okay, so hold on. The point I'm making is they're charging around 200 bucks per plugin add-on for things that code-wise, I can assure you, some of them like subscriptions are worth every penny, but some of them are just bullshit. There's a free copy of something else in the repository. So the idea was that, okay, we'll play the game. I'm an, I'm an agency. I'm an intermediary. I can get my clients on board with like, okay, I get the multi-site. I'll do it as part of my service. I'll give you a couple hundred bucks a year. You'll get all the plugins. But now to have to go back to your clients and sell them, oh, you got to pay these jackasses, sorry, but $1,500 a year for your own site that I built because I'm not going to be taking responsibility for supporting what's wrong with their plugins. And then when you go to do a ticket, Take a number in the line, in the Russian bread line there for like, what are you really going to get out from help from some automatician or something? It's we never, never reached out to support, to, to who support. It's, never. Well, if you, if, you did, if you did, you have a very long wait. You're probably still waiting. Yeah. I think that's why, like, that was the logic. Like, we would fix it. In other words, so go back to the three things you're selling. The software, everybody can get. I'm not telling you. Go to GPL Vault. Or go to GitHub. All of the plugins are there from everybody. That's no, you don't have to make the face, Jonathan. The software per the GPL. <laughs> You're not the one that gets the email. Don't, don't make your faces this week because I'm a. You're go- not the one that gets the email text message. <laughs> hold on. I say, like, hold on. Here's why. <laughs> My name's shit in the WordPress community. <laughs> what I tell people is this. Everybody, and I am an author, everybody who makes software has already known this, accepted it. There's no moral, legal, ethical discussion unless you're living under a fairy tale. The software is not yours if it's GPL. So what I tell people who are intermediary professionals are, when it comes to the software, go to GPL Vault or go to GitHub. Get the software you need to help your clients. Don't you dare make another face or I will leave the show and never come back. (laughs) Don't bother with trying to go buy all the stuff in advance. Go get the software, test it, learn it, try it. Show it to your clients. Then what you say to your clients, and this is what I say to my clients is, the software that you will get the support from. I feel like Michael Bloomberg in that bloody team. (laughs) Because you keep interrupting my thoughts and, you know, you... I can handle you, but like, do I keep fighting you, interrupting me? I don't think so. I've got, 
I've got more important fish to fry. No, no. <laughs> so the point is, I tell the clients, look, the world we live in is like this. The software is available for you and I to learn what works for you. It's like going to a clothing store. You try on this tuxedo and the shoes. You look in the mirror. You figure it out. I say, when you're done, the way this works is the authors that support you, you should go immediately and buy your personal license from because what you're buying is 80% their personal support, 20% the convenience of the relationship of getting this stuff from them, and you perpetuate the community. I ask those people, if you feel that you're going to have a good experience with automatic and WooCommerce and buying this stuff from them, same rule. If you don't, then there are plenty of places to get the WooCommerce plugins. And it's unfortunate I have to say that, but there is nobody, but nobody else in WordPress that charges twelve or fifteen hundred bucks for the comprehensive suite of their stuff, which is essentially when you add it up, really what you end up paying when you use WooCommerce with a bunch of other key plugins. Well, there is. Spend, There's a regular panelist that joins. You're going to spend twelve hundred bucks every day, and nobody, even Yoast, doesn't charge twelve hundred bucks a year for his plugin. That's just, even Pippin, who's one of the smartest, mm. brightest minds out there, changed his pricing because he realized it's getting out of freaking control here with EDD and all the add-ons. So he made a deal that let everybody get it. Now, here we are in 2020, and these jackasses are pretending that we don't understand how it works. And they're saying, oh, no multi-slides. Uh, we didn't think about it. Too bad. We'll get back to you in the future and let you know when we're going to give it back to you. Right. At the same time, they've got that thing we talked about a couple months ago, which is for mentally deficient people who can't see in front of them, they put in Jetpack, and Jetpack tries to give them a plugin that will charge 11% on every transaction for the convenience of using he, he's, he's never recovered from that, listeners and viewers. He, he, just, the, he's, he can't get over that one. He can't. Fundamental lack of respect for people's intelligence in a world where those of us who still can speak freely about this will speak freely because I owe it to everybody out there to make them understand one thing. WooCommerce and WordPress and Automatic are amazing for what we've achieved in the 13 years I've been here. But you know what? Before this was Microsoft and before that was another company and in front of this is something else. If they don't get their shit together, they have a huge liability. You know what it is? GPL. Because in all those other cases, there were legal reasons nobody could take the code. Here, there is no such prohibition. And if they don't start getting smart about the politics and about respecting people's common sense, somebody, maybe me or somebody else, is going to say, fuck this. We're out of here. And we'll just do it in a way that respects what people really understand. And that's what gets me. It's not that they're not entitled to make money. It's that they're just so dumb about not understanding how we can see what they're doing. And they think we're just not going to talk about it because Otto is going to badger you to death. I think that, um, that we have no choice. Like there is no other sales solution out there. You know, WooCommerce has the market. Like, you know, with all respect to, uh, to EDD and stuff, this is just a drop in the, in the ocean compared to what Woo is. Uh, they can do whatever they want. You can sit there shouting until tomorrow. Uh, there is no competition. The downside of what they're doing, though, Vito, and you were right, but that's also the, the problem they have. Shopify platform. ClickFunnels. Kartra. Kajabi. Platforms. Thrive EDD plugins, but run by people who understand. The thing that they're going to end up doing is exactly what I'm describing that I am doing at the moment. It is, I would love to say to people, and I've tried to make inroads through some of my friends who are working with WooCommerce directly, give me a package that I can really sell to people. Like 500 bucks, all you can eat for everything in WooCommerce. You know who would buy that? Everybody. Everyone. But yeah. to make people go a la carte, like 1200 bucks a year, you're crazy. And then the disrespect of not, like we said, politically, who do I talk to about this? What am I going to tell my client they're getting for 500 bucks? When Jack Arturo will come to your house, make you eggs in the morning if you buy his plug-in, and Adrian will do the same thing. What am I getting from the automaticians there at WooCommerce for 500 bucks? Nothing. Nothing. They just make the plug-in and then some random person goes, well, it looks like you got no bugs. Ticket closed. Bye-bye. Get back in line with 10,000 other people. There's no value there whatsoever. 
So the risk they have is that we just take the open source software and flip our finger at them. And that's not what they want. Right. So what do you reckon, Brian? Um, Well, after that, I'm just glad I use EDP. (laughs) 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 Um, um, Exactly. But, uh, I mean, there's a similar kind of problem there. I I really, I think Pippin's an awesome guy, and I get decent support from the EDD developer. Yeah, you do. And, um, but it has the same type of thing. It's it's actually quite expensive. It's my biggest expense for my entire business is EDD. Um, yeah. If so you include affiliate as well. If you include affiliate, that would be Yeah, cool. so it's, you know, but the thing is, um, kind of like WooCommerce, like I don't have any choice. I have to use one of these solutions. And so like it was either EDD or make Woo selling digital products, which is just a hassle because it wasn't really meant to do that. You can make it do it, but it just doesn't work like that as well. Um, and you know, now there's other some other solution like I think Freemium uh, or Freemius. Yeah, Freemius, yes. yeah. And I think um, the We Dev guys just launched one too, AppZero or something. I, I was reading about it the other day. It's like a I don't know if you guys saw that. It's like a uh-huh. EDD Freemius. Literally another solution to yeah, for developers the, to sell plugins. Seems like these solutions, the solutions that are coming out in the market recently, are just around the digital aspect of things, while they are in no position to replace uh, WooCommerce or even start competing with them. It's not even in the vision, it seems. Yeah, no, no I completely agree. They seem to only be focusing on the digital part of it. Um, but yeah, the yeah the WooCommerce thing is it, it is a huge problem. Um, I didn't know about the multi-site license thing until you guys said something earlier. I hadn't heard that actually. And so I, my mind is kind of blown that that's even happening. So um, I can well, just see the outrage already. I mean, yeah. It's, well, it's great. They gave really great notice about it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't use WooCommerce, so I don't follow WooCommerce news as, like, as, as closely as I do EDD stuff. Um, but yeah, I can just see... So many people, especially smaller, smaller shops that are running WooCommerce, like that's the people I feel bad for. Um, you know, if you have, say, five sites, now the multi-site license is gone. Is that what is happening? Yeah. If I understand everything correctly. So now not, you have to not only the multi-site, license. multi-site plus the unlimited ones are gone. They're gone. Okay. So yeah, that... That just that just sucks for everyone. Well, you can't. Um, so, clarification: <laughs> you can't buy them, but for everybody who bought them, they will renew right. regularly. As that, long that, as by the way, okay, okay. They made that. Pro- Sorry to interrupt, you, Adrian. They made that promise before with the Woo themes originally, and they reneged on it. So, like, their word is worthless as far as that's concerned. Plus, just common sense, like. Have you ever heard of any company going, oh, we'll get you, sure, we'll get you that thing we, you already paid for down the road as soon as we figure out what we're doing. Like, it's just transparently false claims, you know, uh, which is just troublesome because of the fact that, like, what is the upside here for them in terms of everything else? Like, was there somebody who made a conscious choice? everything's going our way. We're competing now with Shopify and we're making tens of millions of dollars. Let's fuck it up by alienating all of our customers right now with all the other problems we have at WordPress. I mean, it's, it's going to be a huge uptick to the revenue. It's not about this, like, a, um, you know, they're in a position where they can make these kind of decisions and fine, there's going to be outrage like with any update that happens with big companies, you know, any change uh, carries... And a, um, a short-term outrage, but then everyone just aligns with what's going on, you know, and that's what's going to happen. And uh, and uh, they're going to make a boatload more money than the twelve hundred uh, a year, which is also um, one of the most expensive products in the space. I think so, that's the problem. Well, that's one of the problems because they are going to make a, a crap ton more money because of this. Because people can't just change. Yeah. Like if EDD raised their prices tomorrow. I would just be, I would end up renewing with the new prices and I'd just keep going. So, cause I have no choice. That, um, yeah. So it's the, I think there's a lot of WooCommerce people that are probably going to be in that same boat. Like they're just going to, well, that sucks. I'm going to pay it and I'm going to keep <laughs> building my business. Yeah, I, so that's, I think what's going to happen is that 
there will always be a number of people who don't know any better. And they're the same people that I think they're hoping to attract with this kind of gamesmanship, as well as with the, 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 this new e-commerce thing inside of Jetpack. But my feeling is those who know better, like Heather Burns, like the people who've been on the show, like myself, we will be contrarian because we have been around long enough to know. And I don't mind because like from day one, I've been an outcast in this whole space, right? I'm an entrepreneur mindset. I don't get anything from WooCommerce or anybody. I will continue to be the Robin Hood of championing the legal, moral, ethical opportunities that people have if they know about them. And in this case, that's the stand I've been taking. And I don't mind putting it on record here of saying, look, for every person that comes to me, I will make it very clear. Support the author that gives you what the deal is promising. And for WooCommerce Automatic, if they persist in this, here, GPLVault.com. Just go there, pay $15, and get what you want. Because even if you do end up supporting the people whose stuff you try, you're going you're gonna to pay them for what you're really supposed to be buying from them, which is personal support and convenience of the upgrades. Not this, like, you just got to pay it because we have a gun to your head, which is really what we're all agreeing is, is happening here. You know, they can get away with it, so they will. And I think it's, a, it's short-sighted because the whole stack can be put into a box and somebody with the right energy or the right backing can just say, hey, here's the WooCommerce WordPress ecosystem in a box for 50 bucks a month. It's like Shopify, but it's WordPress WooCommerce. Every plugin you want is already here for free. Just come on board. And I just want to mention that um, Spencer is totally talking for himself. He's beloved, but it has no association with WP Tonic at all, folks. Right. So I just want to make that clear. The um, comments made by put a massive on the disclosure. on Anyway Reflects, uh, the view policies of WPTonic.com. It's all downriver by the show host. But only Spencer's opinions, right? The rest is fine. Yeah, Spencer has the disclaimer. Please send all email to um, <laughs> help at launchflash.com. You, know you know, the, the thing that comes up all the time, and I'm happy to demonstrate this. People say, well, Spence, how can you say it about your own plugin? I hand out my plugin to whomever wants it. The plugin itself is really a, an adjunct to what I really do, which is expert consultancy. But the point remains, I live by the same rules as that I'm asking them to live by. If somebody gets my plugin, I don't license it. You can use it for a million unlimited things. All I'm saying to pay me for is if you want to buy it, you're getting access to me, my expertise, my personal support, the convenience that I offer you of solutions. The plugin is just a, a gateway drug to that. Now, I know that doesn't work for every company or every situation, but even those companies like, again, I keep referring to Jack. Jack runs the same mindset, which is it's not the software that matters to him. It's the how much of my relationship is going to involve me helping you personally. And if you want to do it for 10 individuals, I need 10 times more money. But in most cases, like an individual here, they're just installing it in client sites. So Jack and other people, I'm sure Vito has said it, and I know Adrian has said this to me personally. It's like you want to make people happy and build a relationship. I don't see how you can do that in this world by thumbing your nose at people and their, you know, fundamental common sense. And that's what bothers me, not just, oh, should GPL change just because Spencer says so. I'm not asking for freebies, nor are my clients. But everybody's saying, like, what am I buying here? I'm not buying a car. I'm buying free software. So that means I'm paying for support, but you don't give good support because you got this ridiculous ticket system with a trillion people in there that don't get served. And even when you do get served, they're not going to help you with your business. They're going to just answer what's wrong with the plugins, but the plugins are never really broken. They just work. So it's just a bad relationship. So Adrian, you've been very quiet during this. What was your point of view? Well, I'm, I'm going to offer, if anybody finds themselves in a situation where you want to make a large leap in pricing changes, as, as WooCommerce did, there is a way to do it without, you know, taking off a lot of people. Uh, I went through several pricing changes in the last year and a half, growing Groundhog and uh, trying out different models. Some of them uh, were smoother than others. The, uh, the sweet spot seems to be at least three months notice. So the first thing, the first thing that, you know, was problematic is that 
They didn't, there was no newsletter, there was no blog post, there's no nothing. Just someone went to the website, realized the unlimited site license or the multi-site licenses are just gone. And then they tweeted about it and that went viral. So that's how everybody found out about this WooCommerce change. There was no notice, there's no press release, there's no warning. Uh, when I changed... Lovely, 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 isn't it? Lovely yeah. attitude, isn't it? Yeah, you know? so no warning. Um, which means that anybody who is planning on purchasing any of those licenses now no longer have the opportunity. Maybe they were planning on doing it after the next payday, like tomorrow, I don't know. But now they don't have that opportunity because they were not prepared uh, for that change. Yeah. Uh, when I changed from all access pass pricing, so when we launched, we we're kind of like, all right, you know, here's one price. You get it for however many sites and you get everything and we're not really concerned about it because we're just trying to fund this project at this point. And then I, I moved from that pricing to the Better Plus Pro, whatever, Pricing that's pretty standard in the WordPress community where your features, the number of features that you get access to increase with the amount of money that you spend and a, a quantifiable number of sites uh, increased as well. I gave a month and a half notice for that and I ran a deal uh, for people to essentially lock themselves in at the previous price point of like the all access pass, uh, which made, by the way, a ton of money in that month and a half. So if you're looking to make a drastic change in the way that you're selling your stuff, it's probably not a great idea to just change it overnight because you don't know how many people are banking on it being there the next day so that they can go buy it then. Give ample notice. And then if someone shows up and you they complain about you know why they didn't work, no, you can point to whatever many blog posts and however many email newsletters. It's like, I'm sorry, but we like posted this in 16 different places and you missed it. So that's on you. So you transfer that responsibility. But give them a notice, give them a deal, and then I promise you that your results will be better than what WooCommerce is experiencing right now. Well, yeah, I, I agree that for now, because it went viral, it's going to uh, cost them in the, in the short run, but in the long run, it's, it's going to work for them. But what I do think is like, oh, oh maybe you guys have a, an idea around this because testing pricing is important. You know, you always want to be testing, like to see where, where is the sweet spot is, what, uh, uh, as you build your product and you're adding more value into it, um, uh, a, you, you might explore new markets, you might explore new use cases, and the pricing needs to be dynamic around that. Um, now, in other spaces, I, I didn't get the chance to do it myself because we were kind of, we, all, we were experimenting with prices, but... Um, we, we were pretty early on when we did it and now we're kind of stabilized in this. I want to test more, but there is this kind of problem like you're saying, Adrian. What I see in other industries is that they A-B test the hell out of their pricing section all day long. You know, like you can, you can refresh the page and see a completely different price um, uh, on that same pricing page uh, just so they can check what actually moves the needle more than anything else. Um, how do you tackle that? If you need to notice people three three months in advance, and then it might not be the right thing, you know, once you launch it three months in, like ACF is doing now, uh, uh, maybe that's not the right pricing. Then you wait another three months. It's a, it's a horrible experience for the business. It's a different. It's difficult because it's totally dependent on market and the, the type of audience that you serve. Spencer mentioned that people in WordPress are especially perceptive. We're all business people and we know split testing and stuff like that when we see it. We're not dumb. A lot of us are marketers. A lot of us are digital yeah. marketers. True, so true and not true. Stuff yeah, out, but yeah, that's, right? yeah. More than, more than others, yes. More than other, more than, you know, a business to consumer product where, yes. you know, they're going to end up on the pricing page once and never visit there again. So making them buy at that point in time matters more than, you know, people showing up for a second time and then bitching about whatever the uh, the pricing is different than the last time they showed up. Yeah, but um, I just want to put this to you, Agent. I, I, I actually understand where Spencer's coming from because I think there's even a bigger problem here. And it's, it's, it's the propaganda that comes from automatic around WooCommerce that WooCommerce is free. There's nothing free about it because to get... To get any kind of modern functioning sh shopping cart experience, you probably are going to have to cough up quite a considerable amount of money in add-ons. So their core selling um, message is a it, to be polite is a 
bit misleading and a bit iffy. What do you reckon about that, Adrian? Well, uh, that's something that I personally dealt with last year after I went to Cabo Press and I came back because a lot of our messaging was the same way. It was, well, Groundhog is free and whatnot. And you can use it for all of these things. You never have to pay a dime and open source and hippie granola stuff. And I went to Cabo Press and I learned something. And it's like, if you're telling people it's free, then you're asking them to pay money. You're setting a bad expectation for them to actually invest in you. So I came back and uh, we removed every single mention of free from the website. It's not on the pricing page. It's nowhere to be found except on the WordPress.org repository. And that has uh, set a different level of expectation with customers uh, as well as increased revenue significantly. Uh, so the problem with the, you know, they're, it's, it's, it's tough because their messaging, as you said, is all around free. It needs to change to the, that their core selling point is not free. It's that it's going to help you grow your business. It's going to help you collect revenue. It's going to do all of the fun things that their core values and their purpose of having great e-commerce software on their website would, would help you with. As we mentioned, instead of being like, we're the free marketing automation source alternative, it's like, no, we're going to help you get your funnel strategy launched and you are going to invest whatever you need to in order to get that done quickly and efficiently. It might be free, because you might be able to do that, which is the core plugin, but we're not going to tell you that it's going to be absolutely free. We're going to tell you, you might need to invest some money to, to get the tools that you need in order to move this thing forward. It might cost this much. It might cost this much. We don't know yet, but there might be some investment. I think Zoho's more honest than automatic and a lot of, because they, they built their business up on a lot of free initial products and they still offer them, but they're normally right at the bottom and you know, literally got to like, dig to find out the free Zoho product. Um, but it's still there. Um, and then, you know, it's capped. And, but what do you expect from a free product? But WooCommerce have been so blatant in this misleading core message that, they're, that it's free. But there's nothing free about it. It should about. say start free is what it really should say. Because that start start free and free are totally entirely different expectations from a customer's point of view. Start free is I can install it and then where does the investment start? Free is okay. I don't nest. I don't. You know, I'm going into it thinking I'm not going to need to make any sort of investment. And those are two two totally different expectations. So maybe they just need to change that. I mean, I'm, they're probably not going to change anything because they're doing gangbusters the way that it is. Um, but for anybody who's listening who has a product that is currently struggling with the free conversation and using free as your main like pricing model, quote unquote, or method of marketing uh, or your marketing message, you should change it now to avoid this pitfall. You should change it to what is the end result that people will achieve from using my product. And you should set a level level of expectation that at some point they will need to invest in you as you have invested in creating a product that is helping them. Uh, so if that's a current issue that you're going through and the reason why Brian has not released any of his plugins on the .org repository, listen to that that piece of advice right there. All right. All right. So I think we'll wrap it up. We've only gone through a few stories, but I think we now need to go on to our recommendations. And I haven't got one of them bad. Well, go and find out more about Malcolm X and his life story. To say it's inspiring, even though it ended tragically, um, would be an understatement. Just go and find out, listeners and viewers, more about his amazing life. So, Adrian, you got any recommendations you want to share with the listeners and viewers? Yeah, so um, if you have Groundhog, I, uh, you can use the, the free core for this. But we published a little free plugin on our store. Uh, and it allows you to generate add to calendar links for Google that you can use one off. So you can, if you're running an event, you can generate this link, you can put it on the page and you can add it to like an Elementor button or something and just like add to calendar and it'll automatically create a calendar wow. event in that client's Google calendar as long as they're logged in and stuff. And it works on phones and it works on whatever. Uh, and that's a little freebie that we released on Valentine's Day to show some love to our community. Um, and that's available. You can the you can open up the source code, and you can not use Groundhog at all. And it's pretty like adaptable if you want to. If you're a developer, you just want to use it uh, for something else. Uh, but I will post the link to that. It's called Add to Calendar, and uh, it's pretty easy to use. Yes, yes, panel. Put all your recommendations into the chat. It really helps. Spencer, got anything you want to recommend to the listeners and viewers? Sure. I'm going to recommend GPL Vault. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> VPLVAULT.com. $15 a month allows you to have access to virtually every plugin you ever want. And here's why. Not because you shouldn't pay for them, but because it is a showroom like a department store where you can go in on behalf of your clients, get everything you need for them to try them on, see how they fit. And then as a responsible WordPress participant to what's left of this community, you then say, go pay this author and that author and the other author to get the stuff directly. Jonathan is going to go to the hospital now with his stroke. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm an attorney. I mean, I don't advertise that. I've been in this field, WordPress, since it started. It's bullshit that we can't say it as it is. These are these are paid premium plugins that you're buying the support and the convenience of automatic updates. Whether somebody tries them on in the background or not doesn't matter to the authors or shouldn't because the authors only care if you and a hundred of your friends show up at the door claiming you want personal service when you haven't paid me for it. That's essentially it. So sorry, put me in the category of that nice, the other outcast people, John, but I'm going to speak the truth here. So WooCommerce in particular, this will help you sort out which of those $200 a piece plugins you do want to pay for. So you don't end up buying them all first and then having to beg for a refund. And you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I totally agree. But yeah, fine, Spencer. You're Cheers. afraid to say what Great, great. Thanks, Spencer. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Uh, on to Brian. On to Brian. Got anything you want to recommend to be nice to me, Brian? Because I've always been nice to you. Um, yeah, no. Actually, something I've been playing with this week, and I'll put it in the chat there, is um, if any if anyone uses the Generate Press theme from Tom Osborne, I'm a big fan of Generate Press, um, and I use it on all my sites. Um, but he just released his Generate Blocks. It's actually in beta alpha. You can go download it and start playing with it. But essentially, it's um, a new block tool for Gutenberg. Um, but if you use Generate Plus, it, it plays really well with the two. Um, you don't actually don't have to use Generate Press to take advantage of the plugin. Um, but I'm a big fan of Tom's, um, especially when it comes to performance. Um, it only loads one CSS file. There's no JavaScript. It's really super lightweight for blocks. Um, and you can essentially, I was playing with it. You can literally do anything like, like that a page builder can do with these, with the plugin. So um, I was one that hated on Gutenberg when it first came out. I'm actually loving Gutenberg now that I've finally dove into it. And um, just lots of little things like Markdown, um, you know, backslash what block I want to use. Little things that are just, I'm starting to actually really love about Gutenberg that are making my life easier. So um, I've started diving into the block stuff and I'm actually kind of nerding out about it now a little bit too much. But um, but yeah, that one, if you like Generate Press um, or any theme, just check out that. It's a good uh, plugin and I'm excited about where it's going to go. So. Oh, thank you. And Vito, have you got anything you want to recommend to listeners and viewers? Yeah, so I shared something. It's kind of, uh, we started the conversation. It's something that I'm going through uh, now within my own business, uh, basically building up the systems and processes as we scale up. And uh, maybe this is uh, even a suggestion for the core team or the, uh, you know, like uh, this is a framework that anyone can follow to restructure their business. Uh, It's called EOS, which is like the entrepreneurial operating system. Um, loads and loads of free resources that you can learn and how to set up proper meetings, how to set up strategic planning for years to come, uh, how to set up budgeting, all of these kind of stuff that sometimes become a bit uh, um, uh, mysterious uh, to some of us. Uh, This gives it in a very, very straightforward and um, consumable way. So check it out. It's a great resource. So that's a book as well. Are you yes. going to put the link in for the book? Can you? I can. I'm, I'm listening to it on. Uh, let me maybe I can pull it from Audible here. But it's yeah. basically called Traction. Get a grip on your business. It's called. It's a. It's a huge bestseller, uh, but pretty old. Still applies. We'll try and find the Amazon link and put it into yeah, chat. Um, Adrian, how can people find you and what you're up to? So, if you would like to. Uh, 
switch out your current email service provider for something a little bit more WordPressy. You can go to Groundhog with 2Gs.io to learn about our marketing automation suite of plugins that will help you grow your business. Yeah, you're doing a fantastic work, I feel. Um, Spencer, how, how can people find out more about you, what you're up to? Um, I'll be starting my new job over at Automatic this week as yeah. the <laughs> propaganda minister. Uh, or you can find me at launchflows.com. Or if you'd like some more real-world honest advice, you can have a free call with me over at wplaunchify.com. Some people find me over through WP Fusion when they call in for help as well. So I'm happy to talk to anybody for free about their WordPress scenario. There we go. And um, Brian, how can people find out more about you and your plugins and what you're up to? Uh, yeah, so we just kind of launched recently a new like little agency site so you can see the projects we're working on. It's just forgemedia.io. Um, and you can find links to our plugins. Um, and we actually, I have a few non-WordPress projects I'm working on too. So those are How kind of could fun. you do um, it? How could you do I, it, Brian? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think all of us here, you know, we do WordPress nonstop every day. So I, you know, stepping down from Kinsta, I kind of wanted to do a few non-WordPress projects just to, you know, change things up a bit. So I have a gluten-free blog that I've been running for years um, because I eat gluten-free because of a health condition. And so that's something I'm really passionate about. But you can check that out. Um, and I'm on Twitter um, at Brian Lee Jackson. So. And I just want to say Brian is one of the most proficient top marketers that I know. Um, I think your um, the contribution you did to Kinsta and helping Kinsta become what it is is undisputable. And you're always welcome on the show, Brian. Uh, um, oh, so over to Vito. Uh, um Got any recommend? Oh, we've done the recommendation after the brain <laughs> fog. How can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Vito? Right. So come join wpfeedback.co. Uh, there's a new network emerging over there. We launched two weeks ago. We are now a little more than a thousand people in. Uh, the goal was to reach a thousand by the end of the month, but two weeks in, we're already there. Uh, so now we're handling with uh, like scaling up. That's kind of the, uh, that's our challenge at the moment. Uh, but come on in. And you're going to see a lot of familiar faces in there. I know that Brian is in there and uh, Spencer is in there and I, Jonathan as well. Uh, Adrian, not yet. Um, so, uh, yeah, come on in and, uh, yeah, join the party. Oh, I have to do. I've been a bit lax on that, but I don't, I don't even know where the week went, really, Vito. It's yeah, all it's been only a two weeks. It's going to take time until it's going to. It's ask. all been a kind of merge this week. It's been a blur. And, folks, if you really want to support the show, go over to the WP Tonic website and sign up for our monthly newsletter. We revamped the newsletter. It's going to be focused more on the stories that we've discussed during the month. And also at the end of March, anybody that's signed up, um, we're going to choose one of the new subscribers um, at the last episode of March. And we're going to choose one of those and they're going to receive a gift up to the value of a hundred dollars um it's like going to be a microphone or something can we ship it to you so if you do that and i and um it should be fun and um you should get great value from the newsletter we'll be back next week with a great panel great discussions and it's just going to be superb we'll see you soon folks bye Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.